To build a successful music career, you need a following because a body of work is your prime artistic asset, but a fan base is your prime business asset. One of the biggest challenges that artists face in doing this is knowing how to leverage their personal brand. That means your music may be amazing, but you aren't effectively showcasing it and your brand to attract your ideal audience. So Megan Gersh is my expert interview guest today, and she's going to be sharing some strategies to help us stand out from the crowd instead of just blending in. Let me tell you a little bit about her before I bring her on. Megan Gersh is a web designer and branding strategist. She works with music industry professionals and creative visionaries to help them stand out from their competitors with unique branding design, website design, and marketing strategy that converts. With over 16 years of experience, she's worked with some of the most well-known names in the entertainment industry, and that includes Netflix, Spaceland Presents, The Echo, Echoplex, Regent Theater, KCRW Radio, and Live Nation. She also co-hosts your Sparkly Brand Podcast, which is a show designed to empower entrepreneurs with tips, tools, and strategies to help build their empire. So to help us build our empire, welcome Megan Gersh to All Things Vocal. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. Me too. You've got a unique skill set here, and I don't think we've ever talked about it specifically like when it comes to branding. First, the first thing I want to ask you is that word, personal brand, which sounds to me like jumbo shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you call it a personal brand? What's the opposite of personal? Yeah. So we have the business brand and then we have the personal brand. So the personal brand, you have a lot more leeway to kind of infuse your personality and really bring people into your world and see, you know, why it is, what it is that you do, and um, kind of dig a little bit deeper and to get to know you as a person. And so that's where personal branding comes in. Huh. So music artists and people in the arts in general typically mm-hmm. go for the personal brand over the business corporate brand. Exactly. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you have a history in the music business, I understand. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about how that came to be. Were you active as a music maker or have you always just been, not just, but have you always been on the business side of the music industry? Um, I've not ever been a music maker. I've always been a music admirer, though. Uh, ever well, since I was like a little kid, I have just been just a big lover of the music industry. And so i first got my start of like promoting friends bands and stuff like in high school and college. And I just got to thinking about like, man, I just love this so much. Like, I wonder if I could turn this into a career. And so when I got to college, I took a few music industry classes, wound up getting a music industry minor. But I also had this like big love for like arts and creating graphics and web design and those kinds of things. And I was like, I wonder if there's like a way to like meld these two things. And sure enough, right after college, I got my first gig at Live Nation. And so it was like as a web designer in the music industry. And so it was pretty perfect collision of the worlds. And yeah, it's just kind of evolved over the years. Oh, that's great. Because music makers need people who love them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
you know, these days, the cool thing about being a musician or being an artist that wants to do it for a career is you can actually reach your audience. It's not bottlenecked with big industry like it used to be. But the problem about it is that so many of us are doing that now so that there's just this stream of music and music makers and music creations shooting through the channels to the audiences. So that's where focusing in like a laser beam on some kind of a branding thing that can stand out and be memorable is important, isn't it? Do you agree the fan base being really the prime asset of a music maker? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the most important thing about branding, right? Like this is the thing that's going to set you apart from other folks in the industry. And also it's going to help to attract the right people to you. So we can do this through visuals. We can do this through your messaging. There's a lot of different things that we can tap into when it comes to branding line, lots of different avenues to explore when it comes to what you want to be putting out there into the world. How do you want your message to be perceived? Like if we think about like different brands, you know, like when it comes to music, like Taylor Swift or old rock bands like the Stones or like, you know, like all of these have, they all have their own specific brands. And like, you know, there are certain images that come to mind, like when we think about all of these different artists. And so it's really thinking about like, what do you want your message to be? What do you want people to think about you? And then figuring out kind of working backwards to create a visual aesthetic as well as a message behind like what it is that you want to do in the industry. Wow, that's great. That that encompasses the whole career. Megan, can you sort of give us an illustration like taking a fictitious artist and helping them quickly mm-hmm. think about how to develop their personal brand because Artistic definition is more about the sound and the music and the the uh, lyrics and that kind of thing. But then you're going to encompass like a personality and uh, a visual, like Bono's sunglasses or whatever. Mm-hmm. This indie artist comes to you and she wants to develop her brand as a folk rock artist. What are questions you might ask her to get her going? Yeah. Well, we always like to start with the target audience, right? So getting really, really clear on who is going to be consuming your music, you know, where do they hang out? What are they doing on the weekends? Where are they hanging out online? Where are they spending their time? And, And also getting into a bit outside of the music realm about like, what are their other interests? Like, what are some other things that we can tap into here? Yeah, that are kind of like similar, but surrounding industries that we can tap into there. So getting some of those ideas going as well. Other questions might include like, what is your core message? Like, why are you making this music? Like digging into that psychology, going a little bit deeper. What are your core values? Like, what is your mission? These are all things that I always ask all of my clients before we even touch the actual design design part of things because it's it's so important to get extremely clear on those why type questions before we start developing the visuals. Then the branding becomes more authentic, doesn't it? Absolutely. And it doesn't feel fake. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, okay, let's let's backtrack just a little bit. You were talking about where to find your audience and all that. Um how would you start helping an artist think about who their audience might be? 
Yeah. Um, well, the the key is research, right? So we can take a look at Spotify, similar artists, kind of get an idea there of who listens to these other artists that are similar to you, Ooh. you know, taking a look at their, also their social media, taking a look at, you know, I say competitors, but it's really just like other musicians that are similar to you, taking a look at their comment sections to see if there's any details that you can gather from those people that are commenting, because obviously those are the most engaged people already. Right. It's almost like the lowest hanging fruit for you if you have a similar type of music. And so, you know, just doing some research, diving into those channels a little bit and seeing what you can find out about those people a bit organically. And this is the the steps that I always recommend to do before you start running any ads or spending money in that kind of arena, because like there's so much information out there that you can gather organically that can be so valuable to you. Okay. And how long do you think that should take? I mean, does someone sit down for an hour and look through some social media feeds and figure it out? Or does it take a week or would it take a month or, you know, what's typical for that? I mean, it really depends on how specific you're trying to get. Mm -hmm. I would say a few hours is appropriate. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's something that you want to spend a significant amount of time on just because like, you know, you do it once, like you won't have to do it again until you maybe you decide to pivot down the road or something like that. Right. But spending that time up front is really, really going to help you when it comes to developing your brand. Yeah. Wow. I find that that's where the rubber meets the road is in the details. Grand and lofty strategies are one thing, but then sitting down with your calendar going, I'm going to peel this amount of time out of my day and I'm yeah. going to do this. And you just sit down and do it. Yeah. So uh, guys, you know, it's not, it's not just the music that's the work for us. It's also this kind of thing. And whining does nothing. <laughs> and being resentful does nothing, right? And also a feeling of hopelessness because you don't know what to do. Just pick up the sock. I used to tell my son about his messy room, like pick up the sock closest to you. So that's like today you can sit down and through some feeds of, of artists whose music, I always like to say, who would you open well for? Because their audiences would love you, even though they yeah. don't know you. And look them up. That's a really good uh, strategy, Megan. Thank you. Yeah. So take us beyond social media now and tell us how to develop our visibility in bigger ways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are a ton of opportunities out there. You just have to go find them and go after them. I mean, there's getting on other people's podcasts, just, you know, ah. we're doing this right now. So, you know, any kind of public speaking. So if you have music industry events in your area, there's always opportunity there. They're always looking for guests, may take some pitching of yourself, but, you know, joining directories, that's always a good way to get your name out there as well. Mastermind groups. Um, there's also like different ways that you can, you know, if you're playing a show or something like that, like talking about your social media on stage, having signage at your merch booth that says like, follow us on social media, or, you know, you get a free sticker when you sign up for our, our email list or something like that. Always thinking about how you can like cross pollinate, you know, taking people from physical to digital, because that's going to be an easy way for them to keep in touch with you. So always be thinking about those different opportunities. Right. And talk to me about the typical freebie to get someone 
on our email list, or as I understand now, on our text message list. SMS marketing is almost overtaking email marketing now, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, for years now, everybody's like, sign up and I'll give you my latest single for free, or I'll give you a live version of of it for free. What can we do that's more valuable and more unique to benefit the people that we want to become fans or followers, supporters? I mean, this is going to be different for every artist, but think about like, what does your audience really value? Like, what do they really want? Would it be cool to set up some kind of meet and greet at your next show? Or would it be valuable to create something personalized, right? Think about what it is that they really want. Maybe it's like access to some kind of gated content that you've created just for specific people on your list, right? Mm -hmm. Like people love that element of exclusivity. And so think about how you can bring that into your strategy because, you know, this is going to be different for every single artist, depending on what type of music you make and who your audience is. But think about what that person really wants and how you can craft something really personalized to help that person. Well, what are some other ways that artists can use their brand itself? to attract listeners. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot that goes into this, right? So providing them with value is ultimately, we hear that a lot, right? In this industry, it's like provide value, provide value. But what does that ultimately mean, right? Like you have to get clear on that target audience, think about what they actually want. And then also using your visuals to create uh, an aesthetic vibe to attract those right people to you as well. So like, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like, so if you have a metal band, you're probably not going to use like a bubblegum pink color in your branding. Like it just, yeah. just aesthetically, you need to make sure that your visuals are lining up with what you're actually doing. So, you know, thinking about that psychology, again, this is something that I kind of dive deeper with all of my clients, like thinking about that psychology of what are we trying to say here? What is the message? What are your values? And who are you trying to attract? And that will help to inform the visual components of what we create. Mm -hmm. It kind of helps us focus in on what we want to do as well, doesn't it? Because then if it gets too far outside of that, branding, then it's unnecessary and it can be distracting. Absolutely. Seth Godin is a marketer that I I admire. I figure you know who that is. And I love this saying, he he says, if you're selling something that's good for the world, that makes the world better in some way, then selling is a holy art. And I think selling and thinking about personal branding and business can sometimes be kind of a turnoff to very authentic artists who are introspectively creating this amazing, unique musical tapestry. And it feels almost dirty to engage in business. And we have to throw that thinking off because you can't give something away if nobody knows it's there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is one of the the hardest things that artists have to do is to like think about like putting a price tag on their work and you know figuring out how to market themselves and sell things and get themselves out there. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things too where it's like there's so many ways to start selling, quote unquote selling without selling. So, even if you're showing like behind the scenes of what you're working on or like, you know, that is intrinsically still selling, you know? Like it's it's still 
it's still putting your work out there. It's showing your process. It's still attracting the people without blatantly being like, buy my stuff, download my single, you know, like all of that stuff. It's still reminding people that your music exists, that you're still working on this specific thing, but it's not so in your face and what we think of as like typical marketing or selling. So there are ways to be more natural about it and just to keep sharing your process. I think that's one of the easiest ways for artists to just continuously have content out there is just start recording everything that you're doing. You know, if you're making a list of things that you're going to work on today, that's a piece of content. Shoot the camera at the paper that you're writing down your list on, and that's a piece of content. Mm -hmm. You know, start recording every part of your day as something that you're working on, and those are all different content pieces. What do you think about blogging now within one's website? It's an interesting topic right now because of all of the AI that's coming into the marketing space right now. I still think personally it's going to be relevant if you are creating authentic content. You know, if you're just going to chat GPT and plugging in like write me a blog post, that's not going to be something that helps you down the line just because it's going to generate a piece of content that's essentially pulling from other pieces of content that it's found out there. So it's not going to be as original as it needs to be. And Google is ultimately still just looking for really good opinions, ideas, and unique content that it can serve to its audience, right? Like, you know, Google really cares about is this a good piece of content relevant to the search that's being input into, you know, the little yeah, field? Right, right. So I think blogging is still relevant as long as you're creating unique content. Right. And then you can turn the blog into a podcast and into video, like we're going to do this. <laughs> yes. And that way people consume it the way they want to instead of yes. not. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> rumors of the death of blogging are greatly exaggerated. But, it, but like you say, it needs to be authentic. And I think it's cool that you're saying this too. What I feel like is that the marketplace is looking for authenticity, like real people, real connections, instead of, I just released my new single. Go deeper. How do you make yourself valuable to your fan that you want to attract and keep? And then there's this incredible friendship. I mean, of course, I think that the person that aced this so far better than anybody is Taylor Swift. I'm wondering what you think about another reason to build your personal brand, and that is to help you actually create joint ventures to extend your visibility beyond, you know, what you can you can grab hold of, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying is like at the end of the day, it's all about relationships, you know, like that's what the industry's always been about, right? right? And so it absolutely can help you to land partnerships and joint ventures with other folks and will help to attract those right people to you. Once again, your brand and what you stand for, like, I, this is true across the board when it comes to business at this point. Like, we need to know that we're buying from brands that we align with. There might be certain brands that are coming to mind right now where you say, like, oh, I don't go to this place because they support ABC. Yeah. Right. Like, or, you know, whatever the case is, like, there are always those types of things. And the same thing goes for humans and artists. Like, we all want to have that person that we see ourselves in. We we want to align with and support these similar thought leaders. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you also can look at sponsorships for brands that you agree with and that you yeah. probably even buy. <laughs> yeah. And, and so you, you really are building a village, a little village. 
yeah. community. Yeah, that's great. Well, any parting words to artists out there that are looking to become more visible? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I have a, a page of resources that you can check out. It's just megangersh.com slash resources. There's a few different items there you can grab for free. Social media content ideas. There's a website checklist there as well. And yeah, would love to stay in touch if we follow absolutely. on social. Yeah. And the name, guys, is Megan, M-E-G-A-N. There's a bunch of ways to spell that. And Gersh is G-E-R-S-C-H. And I spell that because I misspelled it the first time I was looking for you. <laughs> okay, great. And what services do you uh, provide for artists now? So I do uh, custom brand creations that goes for everything within your logo, your fonts, your color palette, you know, all of the iconography, the different patterns, et cetera. It basically gives you like a guide at the end of it where you can reference this guide, you know, moving forward and it plays into every single part of your marketing. The other service that I provide is custom website creation. So once the branding is complete, we take all of the elements that we create in the branding process and then apply it to the website design so that we have a website design that actually converts. Wow. Very cool. Well, guys, I'll leave links to Megan and her services and that freebie, which sounds awesome, in the podcast notes and in the YouTube video notes. So look for that. And Megan, again, thank you. It's really wonderful to meet you. And I'm so glad you're out there with what you do and that you love us. We love artists. Love back. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. This is a blast to chat with you.